Podcast Answer Man, episode number 239. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Clifford Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, taking your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. If not, you need to check out learnhowtopodcast.com. But anyway, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Well, my friends, I want to begin this episode, and I think what is the most appropriate way that I can think to begin this episode. A couple weeks ago, I recorded a a show titled, uh, Why Do I Do What I Do? And, And I had shared with you that over the years of going between two different worlds in my mind at times... Uh, the, being a content producer and and thinking that my true heart lies within creating content for gspn.tv, the generally speaking production network that I have over there, um, versus this other world of consulting, the business end of making money through teaching others and and digital products and training and coaching and and all of this other stuff, and 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 you know. I wondered many years, should I focus on one more than the other? Should I drop one all complete, you know, altogether and focus on the other uh, and, and try to find a way to kind of just stay focused? And it became very clear to me as I kind of just finally got behind a microphone and talked it out, just spoke the words out loud. It was very clear to me. The reason why I do what I do is very clear and uh, there's a reason why I create all the content that I create, but there's also a reason why I take all the experiences that I've ever had in producing that content, leading that community, running into all the issues, and taking that experience and sharing it with others who also have a, ma- a message uh, to share with the world. And and so I'm very delighted to, to say that if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash why, W-H-Y, you'll be able to hear that episode. And, and that leads me to helping you to understand something that I have been working on with a very close, dear friend of mine. His name is Barry Morgan. He and his wife together are getting ready to create something new. Now, several months ago, it might have even been a year ago, I'm not sure, I had Barry and Lynn Morgan here on Podcast Answer Man to talk about their adventure of leaving Florida and the corporate world and moving to the the Georgia mountains to create a homestead, returning to the land and living a more agrarian lifestyle. But not only doing that, but actually so that they could live a life of ministry to other people who are, you know, rural farmers who are who are out there basically this community of local farmers, local growers to, to be a source of encouragement to those people. And they actually took that bold step of faith. Uh, you can check that out over at simplegoodlifenetwork.com. Again, simplegoodlifenetwork.com. 
Uh, you'll be able to see the content that they've created there. They've built an amazing community of, of, of folks who follow their brand and what they're doing, but it's so much more than a brand. It really is. It's, it's a community. And, uh, you know, they've just really knocked it out of the park when it comes to, you know, following their dream and their goals for their for their online digital efforts. And uh, it, it's really been paying off for them. And it's and it's totally benefited uh, people's lives in a positive way. And um, I've had the privilege and the honor of working with Barry and Lynn for, I guess, almost two years now. And um, they've, you know, they became pretty much uh, close personal friends as soon as I talked to them the very first time. We really hit it off and I just love the, this couple and, and they're, they're wonderful people. And about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago now, I got an email from Barry and he asked me if I would pray for him because he, he and I, uh, and well, actually on our very first consulting call, and I don't typically do this with everyone, but uh, at the end of our very first consulting call, I had prayed for Barry and Lynn at the end of our call, asking God to bless their online efforts. And and ever since then, we've just had this amazing relationship. And he asked me in this email to please keep him in my prayers that he had just been diagnosed with um, a pretty advanced case of pancreatic cancer. And uh, obviously, that, that email stirred a lot of emotion within me and immediately began to pray. And and, and honestly, it, there's been little time when Barry and his wife, Lynn, have not been on my mind. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I get an email like that, I just don't know how to respond. I don't know how to react. And, and it took me about an hour or two before I could respond to the email. And, and even then, I was very brief because I didn't want to say something stupid. And in fact, the, the I, I have the tendency of always asking the question of, so, hey, how's it going? And obviously, in a situation like this, that's not the best question to ask. And and so I, I always feel weird and and awkward when when it comes to people who are who are struggling with anything, uh, let alone something as serious as as this. And so I I just began to pray about you know what the what I could be of service to them, how I could help them. I knew that they have this amazing community, but um, you know I just began to pray. You know, God, if there's anything I can do to help these people, let me know. And, uh, and, uh, it was about, you know, we interacted via email back and forth. I was just checking in to see if he had any results of any of his tests and stuff. But then, um, I get an email from Barry saying, Hey Cliff, I, I'd like to know if I can schedule a phone call with you. I'd like to talk to you by phone to, to talk about some, you know, some difficult decisions I need to make and, uh, really want to get your opinion on that. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I don't even know what, how do, how do I handle this phone call? What do I say? And, and again, just, you know, prayed and I turned to a couple of friends of mine and asked them to pray. And, and, uh, when it came time for that phone call, as it did, I was, I was reaffirmed in everything I, I, I believed about my good friend, Barry. And that is that this man is a man who is a perfect example of, of genuine faith in God. And, and, um, here's a man who's, who's been faced, uh, who, who is facing something you know, extremely, extremely urgent, sensitive, dangerous, um, scary, and all of this stuff. And and Barry's telling me on the phone that um, what he wants to do is he wants to create a new podcast. He wants to know how to how to handle his current 
you know, production, how to deal, you know, some ideas and concepts of how to communicate certain things to his existing community for the, you know, Simple Good Life Network. But he really wants to spend a majority of his time uh, researching, you know, um, opportunities for um, different procedures and things like that that are available for him and and to him and and sharing that information, sharing his journey, sharing his faith. And, and basically not wasting this opportunity uh, to, to have, you know, God be glorified. And so he asked me if he could, uh, if I would be willing to help him create a brand new podcast. And the reason why I bring this up is because as far as I'm concerned, if, there, if there's anything that I've done here in 2011, I don't think I've done anything, anything as big as what I'm helping uh, Barry and Lynn kick off um, here within the next week to two weeks. And this is what I want you guys to do for me. If, if you guys have, if I have any kind of reciprocity built in with our relationship, you know, where I've given you value and you can return value to me, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a huge favor. Will you please go to GodIsBiggerThanCancer.com? GodIsBiggerThanCancer.com. And do me a favor, click on the iTunes link there and then let that open up your iTunes and click on the subscribe button. And then if you wouldn't mind to even uh, give them a five-star rating and to leave them a comment, if you want to wait till they have their first episode and then do it afterwards, that's fine. But uh, otherwise, you can just know that this is going to be an amazing podcast um, and it's going to be an amazing resource of encouragement and information for those who are dealing with cancer, specifically pancreatic cancer. But uh, I have no doubt that listening to this podcast, there are people who uh, whose lives have been touched by uh, cancer. And I really believe that this is something that uh, is going to be amazing and, and is amazing. And I can tell you right now, uh, Barry and Lynn, are our dear friends of mine and um this this is something i would love to see immediately take off in a very big way so if you could subscribe to the show give it a five-star rating give it a review in itunes and then follow them on twitter join like their facebook fan page and tell the world about this website god is bigger than cancer.com I was hoping to have an interview to play with you for you today with my friend Barry. Unfortunately, he just wasn't feeling up to it uh, at this moment in time. But uh, I will tell you that uh, his podcast will be coming soon, and 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 you'll hear it from Barry himself and 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 my friends again. This is this as far as I'm concerned. This is the biggest, the single biggest thing I've worked on this year, and and I don't know how I could top this. And so I'm. I'm just uh, praying that a lot of people will get behind it and that you'll follow along. So there you go. God is bigger than cancer.com, twitter.com slash God is bigger, facebook.com slash God is bigger than cancer. All of that will be linked in the show notes. All right. So I, I definitely wanted to share that all with you. And I want to now move into some other things that I do have planned for today's episode. Uh, the very first thing or the very next thing that I want to share with you is a conversation that I had with my good friend Pat Flynn, who has created a brand new plugin that you might be interested in. And uh, I'll let uh, the the conversation that Pat and I had uh, the other day kind of just explain itself. So I'm just going to go ahead and play. Click the play button right now. 
Okay, guys, I am on the line here with Pat Flynn. Pat, how's it going today, my friend? It's going awesome. <laughs> I understand that you have just solved a major issue for many podcasters slash bloggers, especially for those who have been blogging for a while, have their own ways of uh, setting things up. And then all of a sudden they come and they want to do a podcast, but then something's happening and happening in the RSS feed. Can you tell us a little bit about the problem you ran into? Sure. So when I created my podcast, you know, I have a podcast at smartpassiveincome.com. It, it's it's doing really well. Uh, and, you know, I had the first 10 episodes up. Uh, I have 29 episodes now. But when I got to episode 11, I noticed that iTunes was only showing the previous 10 episodes. So my first episode was gone. And I searched everywhere for a solution. And, you know, the first thing someone told me was, okay, well, it's connected to your RSS feed from your WordPress blog. So all you have to do is increase the number of latest posts in your uh, shown in an RSS feed in your settings from WordPress. So I did that. So I increased it to, you know, something like 20 to cover the 11 episodes I had. And what happened was that my feed kind of crashed. Basically, I, I apparently I had gone over the 512 uh, KB limit on a feed and my feed was not no longer updated updating and the only way to you know get that back was to go back to 10 posts so I really had no so, uh, solution that would work for me other people they they uh, have the same problem other podcasters and they you know they up the number to uh, 20 or 50 or 100 or whatever and it works for them but then people who subscribe to the blog see a huge list of like a hundred posts when they subscribe, which is a little bit overwhelming for some people. So I need, I really was looking for a solution uh, that a way for me to change the number of latest posts in the cat in the podcast category for that particular feed on my site, but I couldn't find anything. There's actually a plugin out there that allows you to change the number of posts that show up in the archive. So actually, you know, uh, on the front end or, or what you could see on the page, but nothing for the feed. So I actually uh, found a, a developer to help me create a really simple plugin that basically allows me to change the number of posts in the RSS feed per category. So I have my regular blog showing the latest 10 posts and I have my podcast feed showing uh, right now, I think I said it to like 100, which covers all 29 episodes I have right now and will cover many more in the future. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it can up that limit as well. And uh, so the plugin, uh, it's it's just amazing. And, it's, and I hope this helps solve a lot of people's problems because this was really annoying for me, especially when I got to episode like 16, 17, and 18 and I had listeners come back to me and say, I want to get the rest of your episodes, your, your first episodes on iTunes, but I don't want to have to go to your blog and download each one individually. So uh, this this plugin, which is called Posts per Category, and it can be downloaded for free in the plugin directory in WordPress, even just from your uh, dashboard in WordPress. If you look up new plugins, you search Posts per Category. It's by myself and the team who did it for me called Blazer Six. And uh, like I said, this should uh, hopefully solve a lot of people's problems. Well, I, I just want to point out real quickly um, when you described your issue, you actually described two different issues. Uh, the, the you described one issue that I don't necessarily know that your plugin addresses, which is, you know, the the over, you know, when you went from 10 to 50 and then all of a sudden your your post is over a size limit. Uh, it was over a size limit on uh, uh, on my blog side of the feed. Oh, OK. OK. So on the blog side. So we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second um, separately. But what you the the real big issue here was that you only wanted to put the most 10 recent blog posts in the overall feed for people mm -hmm. subscribed to the blog, but you wanted to be able to have obviously all of your podcast episodes available to everybody. 
Yes. And so th- to do that, of course, we there is the setting in WordPress that allows you to to choose how many things get put into the RSS feed, but it's a general setting. It's for all categories. You created this one that allows you to say, you know what, in all of, is it, can you actually choose it for each category that you have? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's actually a screenshot you can see on WordPress where you can change it. You can you can set the category and the number of posts per archive page, which means if you have that category listed on your site, it'll show that number on your site. But you can also change that number uh, for the posts in the feed as well. So any category, posts per archive, and also posts for feed. So you have total control over it. Awesome. So this is a very nice post per category plug-in by Blazor6 and Pat Flynn. And uh, we'll put a link to that, of course, here in the show notes for this podcast episode. But hey, um, real quickly, though, going back to the other thing that you addressed is is that, um, you know, we do we are running into this issue where sometimes we have these, you know, blog posts where we're putting lots of images and, and all this other stuff, all this other content that we're throwing into these blog posts and as and of course your show notes are are pretty much like blog posts as well yeah um, how you know you're going to get to the place where eventually um you're going to have 50 or 60 podcast episodes and you've got it to show the most recent 100 um i don't think we've solved the issue yet of what to do about when that that becomes more than 512k well, what I do to minimize that is I obviously try to do my best to make the images uh, optimized as much as possible. So I'll actually go into Photoshop and and do the save as web device, save for web device uh, option, which which totally decreases decreases the size of that file. But also, there's actually a WordPress plugin called WP Smush It S M U-S-H dot I-T. I don't know why there's a dot in there. Uh, but what this does is after you install it, it automatically, you don't have to do anything else, it automatically optimizes your images. So it decreases the size of the image a certain percentage. And it's just a small percentage, but over a long period of time, it can really add up to a lot of uh, bytes that it's saving you. And, and again, you don't have to do anything. It just automatically does it for you when you upload new images to your blog posts or your site. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but as far as show notes, and I know my sh- my show notes, and and for a while I was posting the transcript in the blog post as well. Now I now I do a PDF file. But you know I I like to uh, for, for the transcript at least. You know I'll publish the post, and then after the RSS feed picks it up, I'll um, I'll sometimes add in the transcript uh, later. You know uh, I'm looking at podcastanswerman.com, and I currently have it to show the most recent fifty items. And uh, podcastanswerman.com currently has, my podcast has 238 episodes. So mm-hmm. I always get emails saying, you know, hey, how do, can I get the first, you know, almost 200 episodes of your show? And the way that I've done this, of course, the, the 512K limit that we're talking about is a, is a limit that's imposed by using FeedBurner. Right. Um, we don't really understand why they have that limit there. But anyway, they do. Um so, so what happens is for, for me, I actually create, I, I tell people, you know, you can actually subscribe to a completely different RSS feed that will give you access to all of my episodes. Uh, and, and the way I do that is you could actually run it off of your site and actually give them, you know, a special, uh, well, especially now that you're doing this um, post by category, I could actually just create your, or use your plugin now and create mm-hmm. a, another category called, uh, you know, Pam all inclusive or whatever, you know, podcast answer man all inclusive. And then I right. could actually take the RS and say, Hey, show all 500 or whatever in this one. And, and then 
give a link to that RSS feed right from directly from WordPress and say, you know what, if you're tired of the limit of having only 50 episodes, then you you can manually subscribe to this RSS feed and it's coming straight off my site. It's not going through FeedBurner, it, but mm-hmm. you can subscribe to it and it will give it all to you. So, nice. I think I think that's smart. And it, uh, I, there's a resource out there if you wanted to just check the size of your RSS feed. If you are using FeedBurner and you're kind of worried about it going over that 512 limit, um, and of course that doesn't include the audio uh, that yeah. you put in with your podcast, or else you know one episode would be way too much. Uh, you can go to web-sniffer.net and you could put in your feed information there and it'll tell you the size that you currently have for the feed that you have set up. Did you say web.sniffer? Yes, .net. .net, very cool. And then uh, just real quickly here, I have a podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life, 511 episodes now. And (laughs) if you go to gspn.tv slash plus access, uh, and if you and if anybody wants to do this, you can do it. Uh, and then you goes browse by show, and then you hover over balanced living podcasts, and then you go over uh, pursuing a balanced life. Um, actually, you know what? I don't have it there. But if you go to plus member feeds, how about that? On the top of my site at gspn.tv slash plus access. If you scroll all the way down at, on the uh, the post for uh, plus feeds. I, anyway, it's gspn.tv slash plus access slash plus feeds or go to gspn.tv slash plus access. Click on plus member feeds. Anyway, pursuing a balanced I life. Yep. I have three different categories for that show. I have a, an RSS feed for episodes one through 250. I have an epi- a, a category for episodes 251 through 500. And now I have another one for episodes 501 through 750. And so if you want to, you could subscribe to... Oh, and the reason why I do that, the reason why I do that is because, um, you know, I've got other shows where people don't want to actually subscribe and then have to go and down or to delete 500 episodes. And so I, yeah. I kind of max it out. So you know what? I'm not going to ever give you more than 300 episodes in an RSS feed. The big deal here is... Um, I remember why I did this. My overall all-inclusive feed of gspn.tv is nearing 3,000 episodes. And I have a plus member uh, plus member all-inclusive feed. And so I, I could switch this thing to where it says, hey, you get all 3,000 episodes. Well, you subscribe to it and all of a sudden you've got to download, you've got to delete 2,900 yeah, yeah. some odd episodes. So that's why I don't actually give all 500 because I don't want everybody. I mean, I actually get a lot of people who subscribe to the all-inclusive. But mm-hmm. what I do is I say, you know what? I'm limiting that to 300 and you can go individually and get the other ones. And that's why I broke it up into 250 on all the other posts. But hopefully, you know what? I know. Here's the cool thing is I know my audience is technical enough to f- follow everything I just said, which is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Pat, this is great. Um, you've given us some great resources here. I will link to all of these in the show notes, including your your um, your plug in post per category. And it's free, right? Yeah, it's free. It's absolutely free. It's, you know, I, it was such a, an issue for me. And I had people emailing me every day, like literally every day. How can I get the first episodes? And I, I would, you know, I actually have a text expander as a resource, right? Uh, that's actually a tool that, that I got from, uh, from Ucliff to actually automatically post. This is how you get the other episodes. And it was just, it was just really annoying. And I knew there had to be a better way. So, I mean, I, I just ended up creating it and I'm happy to, uh, 
take that pressure and annoyance off of other people's backs uh, as a result. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll put links to all the other things that you had uh, just mentioned there as well. Thanks for taking the time to come on the show so we can uh, tell other people about this resource that you've made available to them. Cool. Anytime, Cliff. Love all right. you, bro. Folks, check him out. Smartpassiveincome.com. My great friend, Pat Flynn. And uh, we'll move on to some other things. All right. And so now I am here back live in the studio again. And a uh, couple things there. Uh, again, smartpassiveincome.com. Uh, I will put a link in the show notes to where you can find this posts by category plugin. Uh, also, I want to tell you he talked about WP Smush It plugin. I'll also create a link to that in the show notes. This is Podcast Answer Man episode 239. So just look for that in the uh, Podcast Answer Man website and you'll find all these show notes. And also he had mentioned check size of your RSS feed using web-sniffer.net. When I confirmed with him, I had said web.sniffer.net and he had uh, um, affirmed that. But it is actually web dash or web-sniffer.net. So wonderful resources there from a good friend, Pat. Always love talking with him. Pat, thank you so much, my friend. <clears throat> also, I want to let you know uh, when it comes to the the fact that I said everybody in my audience is technical enough, you know what? I realize that that probably some of you, your heads are spinning when it comes to this. I'll tell you what, when you, when you have, you know, more than 50 or 100 or 150 episodes, a lot of that stuff is going to make a lot more sense to you. But really, honestly, I wouldn't worry about all of that stuff at this point in time if you haven't quite yet hit that uh, 50 to 150 episodes uh, limit where you're getting those size limitation errors. When you get those size limitation errors, errors, then just call in an audio question for Podcast Answer Man and we'll deal with it even more at that time. Alrighty, moving right along, uh, we've got uh, the first question that has been called into the voicemail feedback hotline for this week it comes from Nick about talking. Hi Cliff, I'm Nick Suberling, the host of Who Day Weekly at WhoDayFans.com, a Cincinnati Bengals podcast. I love listening to Podcast Answer Man and the other shows you record live on Thursdays, and I'm just a huge fan of what you're doing. I do have a question though. Recently I became ill and lost my voice the morning that I was scheduled to record my show. I too also record my show live and on video, and I'd been promoting it very heavily, and the last thing I'd wanted to do was cancel or postpone the show to another day. We're only on our third show doing it live, and the audience is growing so quickly that I didn't want to stop the momentum of that growth. And I thought by postponing it, it may do that. Anyway, I just wanted to know what you would do in that case if you were losing your voice or become hoarse the day before the day of recording your shows. I love watching you on Thursdays and I appreciate everything you do for podcasters around the world. Thanks, Cliff. All right, Nick. Well, first and foremost, I wonder if you're in the Cincinnati area. And if so, you're right across the river from me. So we should have lunch one of these days uh, if you are. But anyway, outside of that, I do want to give you some feedback here. I guess, first and foremost, if the if the show is related directly to a game that's on that weekend, uh, then obviously you have a little bit of a time sensitivity issue. Um, I guess you could be a couple days late if you've completely lost your voice. Personally, for me, I've had plenty of time over the years where I would be podcasting and I've had uh, severe bouts of bronchitis coming to the show, coughing like crazy, stuff like that. I try to avoid coming to the microphone if, if it's too bad. But if I can kind of pull it off with, you know, using the mute button and maybe even editing out some coughs here and there, uh, that's one thing. But with a hoarse throat, if your voice is 
if your voice is something that you can you know, talk and it's not too it's not too bad to listen to, then then maybe you could get by with it if you feel up to it. If not, um, you know, one of the things that I would recommend doing, actually, I'm going to give you two two things just off the top of my head to to consider. Uh, one would be to have a standby episode in the can that is not time related. That basically you can even say at the front of the episode, hey, this episode here has been pre-recorded as a substitute episode. If you're listening to this episode, it's because either some sort of family emergency has come up or I'm not feeling well enough to record an episode this week. We'll return to our normal weekly schedule, uh, um, you know, next week. Or you could actually just go ahead and do the pre-recorded episode that's, you know, the normal length of your show. And you can kind of just not finalize it yet. And that way you can actually just go ahead and record the show. And then what you could do is is if you've your voice is really hoarse, you could start the show off by saying, hey, I just want to let you know real quickly, I'm not here this week. Um, and this is why I'm not feeling well. You can obviously tell by the sound of my voice. But I recorded, I pre-recorded this episode. Obviously, it's different from our format. It doesn't deal with the game we had this weekend. But uh, hopefully you'll still enjoy this nonetheless. I hope to be able to return to my normal schedule next week. Um, so if you have a pre-recorded show that's not time sensitive, that would be uh, something you could just have as a standby. That's something that you could do ahead of time. Maybe even have one or two or three of those shows uh, just in the can, just in case. Um, the other thing is, is if you don't have something in the can and you're not able to speak because your voice is so bad, then my recommendation is if you can to go ahead and just record like a four minute, maybe two minute, four minute, uh, just little audio update, put it into the feed. Don't even call it a podcast episode. Don't, don't number it if you actually are sequentially numbering your episodes, but just put a little thing in the podcast feed that says, uh, you know, that you're un, you're not really feeling that well and you hope to return next week. If you could just let them know that, because you, especially if you're very consistent on putting a show out, uh, that, that would be very helpful. Um, the other thing is, of course, once you actually do return the following week, my recommendation is to consider, you know, kind of mentioning why you missed last week. And then once you've published that episode, delete that announcement because it no longer needs to be there anymore. And if people are listening to your shows sequentially going back and listening through the archives, they'll say, you know, hey, where's the episode for this game? And of course, when they hear the one for the following week, they'll hear you open the show with explaining why there was no show for the week prior. So hopefully, uh, Nick, that gives you some insights on some things that you can do there. I'm going to move right on to another question. This one's coming from Tony, and it's about audio passing through his mixer. Hi, Cliff. This is Tony Rose with the Blogging Diabetes Podcast, and I'm in Maryland. And this question is for the podcast answer, man. Hopefully, this is just an easy question. Um, I I used you, and it got set up with a a full podcasting setup with the Heil PR40, a mixer uh, connected to my iMac. And the question I have is, I, when I record, there's no problem. I use headphones and record my podcasts, but it's after the podcast recording. When I listen to audio clips on my computer, I typically don't like to use the headphones. Is there any way to have the sound come through my computer speakers 
um, and not have to disconnect the connection from my mixer to the iMac. That's really the big thing. I, every time I want to listen to, to music and I don't want to wear the headphones, I have to go to the back of my iMac, disconnect the input, and the music will play through my computer. So if there's any easy way to do that, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for doing all that you do and all the help and insights that you provide. It's really great. So thank you. All right, Tony, thank you for the question, and I totally understand what you're talking about, um, and I'm going to tell you how I dealt with this, uh, and, and and here's the situation for those who are unfamiliar with how the Mac works. What happens is, of course, there are built-in speakers built into an iMac, and they're pretty decent. They're they're not the great. I mean, it's not the greatest for listening to music, but I mean, they're it's decent. It works. And so when you plug in a, a, a headphones port or a plug into the headphones jack on the back of it, it disengages the internal speakers and immediately only sends out audio through the headphones jack. And of course, that's what's happening. He's got a cable that's plugged into the headphones or the speakers jack on the back of the of the iMac, and that's bringing that audio into the mixer. And so for him to be able to just listen to music you know, from iTunes or Pandora or something like that when he's not using his gear, he wants to be able to use it there. You, to to be able to use the internal speakers, what I think you're going to have to do, unfortunately, is you're going to just have to unplug the, the cable that's plugged into your speakers jack in the back of the computer. But that's not what I'm doing. What I would recommend, or at least for what I have done myself, is I went out and bought, I spent probably about 60 to $80 on a pair of, um, uh, let me see, I, are the, is this, it's Altec Lansing, I think, is is the company that I, or no, it's Acoustic Authority. <clears throat> so it's Acoustic Authority is the external speakers that I've purchased. And I spent about 60 to $80 because I wanted something that had a subwoofer and and uh, at least two speakers. And, and basically I have the subwoofer sitting down on the floor and I've got the two speakers that actually sit behind my iMac. And what I've done is I got a headphone splitter. Or actually, technically speaking, I use a headphone amplifier that has multiple headphone outputs. But the, the technique would be the same. You could just take your headphones jack on your computer and get a splitter so that it sends it out to your headphones that you actually wear. But it also sends it out to um, your your uh, external speakers. So basically what I do is I have um, the audio going out of my mixer to my headphones and to my speaker system. And the Altec Lansing, it has this little remote here or some of these computer speakers would just have a on-off switch on the speakers themselves. But anyway, anytime I'm recording my show, I just turn the power off on the speaker system. Now, I don't know if, if you'll hear this, but what I'm doing now is uh, I have actually just turned on the speakers in my studio. And of course, I think it's probably changed the the sound of what you're hearing right now. Anyway, everybody in the house is wondering why I'm doing this because it's really loud and vibrating everything upstairs. But anyway, I've just turned that back off. So um, I, of course, I always leave my mixer on as well. So my my power on my mixer has, the only time the power on my mixer has been turned off since I've purchased it is the very few times that the electric went out before I had a power backup, an APC power backup, battery backup. So honestly, I well, let's just say, put it this way, I bought that 
probably about six months ago. And so the the Mackie mixer has had the power turned on for at least six months now. And and beyond, you know, for the years that I've had it, it's never the power sp- switch has never been turned off. Now, if you don't want to turn your if you want to turn your power switch off, uh, then you could actually put the splitter on the back of the iMac. So you put plug in one eighth inch plug in there and it's got two one eighth inch females. Send one to your mixer, send one to your speaker jacks. So I don't know if that helps you. That's that's how I would kind of do it. But uh, hopefully that's a, at least a little bit helpful to you. All right. We have another thing, another call here. This is a question from Cassius and we're going to go ahead and play it now. How's it going, Cliff? My name is Cassius Morris. I'm a 13-year-old podcaster from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And I'm calling for the podcast answer, man. I had a question about um, listener feedback. I have, I am a beginning podcaster. I've been podcasting for a year and a half now. And I have a niche podcast about the band Kiss. And sometimes I tend to get a little bit carried away and talk about other bands and talk about things that are going on in my life. And, um, you know, ramble a little bit. And I have made a couple mistakes in some episodes where people haven't liked them. And I've noticed that since I've made those mistakes, now I'm improving and uh, I'm these uh, recent episodes I've made are better than they usually are, but people aren't really listening to them as much because of the mistakes I've made in the past. Um, and I've been asking people for feedback and not getting any. And, you know, I've been posting little bumps on my forum posts and et cetera. So I'm just wondering, um, am I being a little too uh, demanding or clingy? Are you supposed to ask for feedback or should you just let it flow? And what are some of the best ways of getting feedback on your podcast that you've experienced? Keep up the great work with Podcast Answer Man. I love the show, and it's been very helpful. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, Cassius. Thank you so much, my friend. Congratulations, by the way, for being 13 and and carrying on a podcast. I think that's awesome and will only lead to some pretty exciting things in the future for you. So um, to answer your question, first and foremost, I want to let you know, even at my age, when I first started podcasting six years ago, Uh, I made tons of mistakes and I made people angry and I had lots of people stop listening to me. And in fact, if you ever want to, if you if you just want to feel good about yourself, I encourage you to go into iTunes and look up the weekly lost podcast. Just look up lost podcast and look for the gspn.tv weekly lost podcast from Cliff Ravenscraft and Stephanie Ravenscraft and and go and look at the go look at the reviews written on that podcast. You'll be shocked at just how horrible some of the feedback is. I made some stupid mistakes in my past. The thing is, is people uh, would write in, tell me how much they hate the show, how they hate what I did, and sometimes they were right. Sometimes they just were, they just didn't like me. And you know what? You're gonna have that, unfortunately. Um, and chances of getting of winning those people back is very slim. Uh, and and it's not something that honestly I would I would suggest that you pursue. The fact is, is that they they're there are likely some people who are still listening to your show and and focus on those people. And and actually the things that you hear people say, the mistakes that you've made, <clears throat> learn from them and move forward. Don't spend a lot of time. One of the things that in the actual podcast itself, I would usually bring up what I did, explain what I've learned and, and blah, 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 blah. Don't even focus a ton of time on that, if any, just continue to move forward with what you've learned and just go with the flow. As far as begging for feedback, I the, the word begging, you never want to do it. 
I, I'm not even a fan, and I know there are people who disagree with me, but I don't even like um, trying to bribe your audience to give you feedback. And what I mean by that are the people who say, if you, you know, uh, for those who leave us feedback, one person's going to win, or the first three people to leave voicemail feedback this week are going to receive a free copy of such and such book. You know, that, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it, but I, I don't really, it, does, it doesn't really help. I, I, honestly, if people are going to leave you feedback, they're going to leave you feedback. My, my suggestion is that at the end of every show, you say, hey, if you want to call in feedback, here's how you do it. Or if you want to write in feedback, here's how you do it. And just, just leave the invitation there in at the end of every episode. And when people do provide you feedback, which may be very few and may be very far between, and that's okay. But when somebody does leave you feedback, include the feedback, be extremely excited about the feedback, and and just very thankful, and thank that person for leaving you feedback. You do that, that person will likely leave you feedback again in the future, and it encourages other people to say, wow, he takes feedback, and this is very cool. So, yeah, I, th- those are my opinions on overcoming the mistakes. Just move forward, learn from them, and don't focus on trying to win people back. Unfortunately, that's just not it, it, it's not a productive use of your time. It's not the most efficient way to go about things. Uh, I wouldn't even spend a lot of tra- time trying to defend yourself. <clears throat> I would instead just go forward and uh, improve your show and continue to market your show to, to your target audience. Find your target audience out there in places online and, and continue to reach them any way you can. All right, so there you go. And then I've got one more piece of audio feedback, and then we're going to turn to an interview. Uh, good day, Cliff. My name is Marshall Stevenson, and I've got a question for the podcast answer, man. Uh, I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and uh, my daughter and I, we actually just started the Daddy Daughter Podcast. You can find it at daddydaughterpodcast.com. Um, and, and that actually stems my question. I was in, in such a rush to get it out that... I accidentally used the feed to submit to iTunes directly from uh, from my website, uh, as opposed to tur- turning it into a, a burnt feed on FeedBurner, like I've heard you mention numerous times to do. And uh, we're at a point where we actually want to switch off of uh, the website that we've got to actually move our full domain name over onto a, a self-hosted WordPress uh, platform. And uh, I, I recall you saying in one of your previous uh, podcasts that there is an opportunity uh, to just add a tag, uh, either in the XML, uh, RSS feed, or somewhere else that will automatically update um, iTunes to say, hey, go look over here. So uh, I'm hoping that that is something easy to do. We only did just put out the second episode. So uh, it shouldn't be too difficult, but uh, already starting to get some people listening to it, which is intriguing and surprising to both of us as well. Uh, thanks so much, Cliff, and uh, hope that you can help out. Have a great day. All right, Marshall. Before I go on to Marshall, I just want to say real quickly uh, here to for Cassius, uh, I just want to tell people that if you want to check out his KISS podcast, it's at creaturesofthenet.webs.com. So creatures of the net dot webs dot com. All right. So back to Marshall here. Um, I'll tell you what. Is there an easy way to do a redirect? 
uh, from your feed over to another one. No, my friend, there is no such thing as an easy way to do this. There is a way to do this, um, and I did a pretty long video post on how I learned how to do this for one of my clients, and it is quite the pain in the rear end. Um, for for those technically minded, the concept is simple, but the execution is just crazy. And uh, if you want to check it out, that blog post, video blog post is at podcastanswerman.com forward slash iTunes redirect. All one word, podcastanswerman.com forward slash iTunes redirect. Now, if, if you are not able to do a redirect or if you're not able to edit the RSS feed file from your other website, then I recommend that you follow some of the instructions at podcastanswerman.com slash hostage. <laughs> Again, that's podcastanswerman.com forward slash hostage, which is where I talk about uh, what to do in case of in the event that your RSS feed uh, is held hostage by somebody else and you're not able to update and do the iTunes redirect. All right. Okay, so the the last part of the show here, I told you guys that I was going to be doing some Where Are They Now interviews. This episode is going to take us just over an hour um, because I wanted to get all the stuff that I've shared so far in this episode in here and include this very first Where Are They Now episode um, or interview, which, by the way, is not going to follow the fir- the, the interview. I actually have a list of questions that I'll normally be asking for the uh, Where Are They Now but Dan Matson, hookedonwoodenboats.com, I, I brought him in for a completely different reason. I wanted him to be the very first of these interviews because I have been talking about him a lot. If you if you followed my my Blog World LA talk uh, that I put out uh, not too long ago here, about, probably about two or three episodes ago, I, I talked about Dan Matson there. And I wanted to find out, is Dan Matson really focused on turning this into a full-time career within the next five years and he does confirm that in this episode and therefore uh, you'll hear me talk about it in the episode I strongly encourage you to follow his journey from this very moment moving forward here's that interview now without any further ado All right, everybody, we have on the line with us no other than Wooden Boat Dan. Dan Matson, how are you? I'm doing good, Cliff. Doing great. I am so excited to have you as uh, my first guest on the Where Are They Now series of interviews that I plan on including in our weekly show here at Podcast Answer Man. And normally, I was when I had originally thought of Where Are They Now, I'd get somebody who's been podcasting for quite some time. But uh, first, why don't you tell us real quickly, how long have you been podcasting? And uh, we'll start from there. Well, I started your uh, A to Z course, I think it was September 7th, right around there, Cliff, and uh, published my first episode on September 22nd. And uh, tomorrow I will publish my 12th weekly episode. So you've been publishing an episode every single week since you officially launched your podcast. And how... Um, let me, well, let, let's go back just a little bit because I, I think this would be interesting for our audience to know. When did you personally first find out about podcasting? I personally found out about podcasting about two years ago. My son, Josh, who's uh, 26 now, uh, he had an iPod and he told me he was listening to some podcasts on sailing. And I'm like, podcast, what's that? 
you know, I'd never heard of that. And so he got me, a, he got me listening to some shows. And uh, so I've been listening for about two years. And when did you first decide, I think I might want to start a podcast? Uh, I decided probably about seven or eight months ago. What were some of the issues that you were having that you wanted to start a podcast about seven or eight months ago, uh, but it took you until about three months ago, or actually only two months ago, uh, when you actually started this thing? Well, I think, you know, I started listening to your podcast Answer Man show about a year and a half ago. So, uh, you know, I probably listened to most of the episodes. So in my head, I had all this information and I thought, okay, I can do this on my own. But when I would sit down to do it, it just wouldn't come together. There was just too many pieces of information in too many places. And so I just thought, you know, the only way this is going to happen if I, if I take your class. And I just uh, financially and schedule wise, it just didn't work till September of this year. All right. And so you took the course. And one of the things that I love telling people about your story is you're, you're the perfect example of somebody who wants to do a podcast and is even willing to pay as much as you paid to take the podcasting A to Z course. So you're, you're already looking to put a significant amount of uh, investment into the production of this show, but you weren't completely sure about what you wanted to podcast about. So tell us, when you first joined the course, what was it that you were thinking about podcasting about and why? Well, um, I'm a CPA by trade, and I've been doing business and financial things for about 30 years. And uh, actually had, had started a financial, personal financial blog about a year and a half ago. And I kind of ran out of steam on it. I, it was fun writing, but I ran out of ideas and I just wasn't super passionate about it. Uh, so when I came into your course, I just kind of made the assumption that, uh, you know, I would either podcast about uh, how to help a small business be more profitable and run more efficiently, which I do that in my consulting work or about uh, personal finance stuff. Right. So you would take, you know, the things that you know, that you're comfortable with. It was really a comfort, a comfort zone kind of deal as far as what you felt like you might have to share with the world. Is, would, is that a, an assumption that I could make? Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, this is where my experience is, my experience is over all these years. So that's kind of what I need to do with my podcast. Gotcha. And I mean, obviously today you're doing a podcast which is now called Hooked on Wooden Boats at hookedonwoodenboats.com. Uh, how did you how did you come to that topic? And, uh, you know, and, and what was it that convinced you to go that way? And it, I mean, I'm not looking for you to say that I convinced you. I'm looking for internally, what was the motivations of maybe some of the things that uh, internally said this is that one thing? Well... You know, in your in your course, you know, you challenge us to really look before we launch our podcast, really think about our topic and are we passionate about it? And what are we most passionate about? And, you know, it's easy to kind of rule out the things in your life that you consider to be hobbies that nobody could make money at and so on. But really the two things in my life, other than my relationship with God and my family, uh, Hobby-wise, two things that I'm very passionate about are wooden boats, building wooden boats and enjoying wooden boats, and the other one is bicycling. So those are kind of my two categories I was looking at. It sounds to me like creating a podcast, at least somewhere in the motivating factor, is that you'd like to find some way to, to do a podcast that would be related to something that might generate some sort of income. Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think twofold. I, I love podcasts so much and listening to podcasts that I want to be able to offer a podcast that people really enjoy because I think it's an awesome thing. And then, you know, in the next five plus years, I'd like to have that generate some income for me. All right. When you came to the course and it, you made it clear that I'm looking to create something online that would be nice if I could find some way to maybe leave the traditional career path and find something that's going to have uh, creative revenue streams that are going to be maybe not so traditional. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, totally. So originally the idea was, yeah, maybe I can do that with personal finance. Maybe I can do that with, um, with uh, what was the other one? Per, uh, business. Helping small businesses. Yeah, small business consulting. Uh, yeah. But then all of a sudden this idea of wooden boats came along. And I want to tell you that I believe that there are plenty of ways that you could creatively uh, launch a podcast around financial planning, personal finances, small business administrative kind of help and stuff like that. That is that there's a lot of that stuff out there. And and so as soon as you started writing about, you know, those things, obviously it's like, yeah, I've seen there's there's definitely a lot out there for you to research and see what other people are doing successfully and and lots of people to out there that are doing some creative things to give you some ideas to springboard off of. And then the idea is that you would just need to find out what is your USP, your unique selling proposition or whatever the case may be, like Dan Miller would say. But the idea of wooden boats was so unique that when I actually read it on my mobile phone, because I get a little notification, I actually didn't read it correctly. I thought it was wooden boots, that you, <laughs> that, that you had a passion for, for wooden boots and biking. Oh, that cracked me up when I heard you say that. <laughs> it, it, Seriously, <laughs> I, I'm thinking. You know, he's like into this like Dutch elf thing. You know, with the, you know with these wooden boots. I'm like, what? I have no clue. And so I'm thinking. I was thinking about that all day long, and then finally I came home and I'm ready to start responding to A to Z questions. And I get in there and I read it again. And it's like, oh, wooden boats wooden boats and of course even then i'm like who wooden boats seriously and 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 i just did a google search on wooden boats and and lo and behold i'm finding this wooden boat association i'm finding finding these online forums for wooden boats and what i what i and and then of course for me i'm not going to tell you what to podcast about and honestly i think that you could be just as as successful uh in personal finance in small business coaching or in wooden boats uh all three of them you could be equally successful if you have all the other key elements of the formula which the number one element of course is passion and so you decided to go with wooden boats instead of the others because you have a passion for it that's right totally right yep so the the key here is that it's not about whether or not there's a you know a lot of people come to me and they say well i'm just not sure if i want to do a podcast about x y or z because I'm not sure if there, you know, it just doesn't seem like there's an, you know, an, there's nothing else out there like it. You know, nobody's going to be able to find me, you know, because nobody's looking for it. Well, maybe nobody's looking for it because nobody thinks it exists. So you might have to find those people. And the other people come to me and say, well, I'm not going to do a podcast about this, even though I'm super passionate about it, because there's just so many other people out there. It's, it's, there's just no way I could compete. And of course, then I would question whether or not you have enough passion to think whether or not you could compete. Otherwise, why would it be a passion? Why don't you find something you could do better than anybody else? Wooden Boats, you launched this podcast. 
So tell me, how is a show on wooden boats doing for you? It's doing great, Cliff. I mean, um, my first two shows, I really did the whole show myself. I just kind of talked about wooden boats and my experience and some of the things I've done and and shared some photographs and things. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to start interviewing people in this field. And so I did an interview with a gentleman that's um, the director of the Grays Harbor Historical Seaport, and they built a 110-foot tall ship there out of wood in the 90s. It's the uh, state ship for the state of Washington. And so he took me through the whole story of that and talked about how this ship was used in the Pirates of the Caribbean, talked about the history of the original boat because this was a replica of a ship that had been built in the 1700s. And it just was fascinating. I mean, I, I became interested in history for the first time in my life because it was related to what I was passionate about, wooden boats. Wow. So, so your passion for wooden boats is having brought a greater appreciation for historical events, which in, in and of itself is another market of people out there that, that would be interested in the history perspective and then getting into the more niche wooden boat industry. Right. And, and as you know, when I first started this cliff, I thought, you know, I really like doing these interviews, but you know, am I going to be able to find people to interview? And as I start connecting with these people and I, and I've been kind of into wooden boats for about 20 plus years myself, I've built some boats. And so I know some names and there's a pretty big wooden boat community in the Seattle, Washington area. So as I start meeting these people, I get more and more names and, and rather than, feeling now like, gee, I don't have enough people to interview. It's getting to the point where I don't know if I can add more people to my list because I can only do one interview a week kind of thing. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your your site. And for example, I'm just pulling at random. I pulled up episode number seven on Hooked on Wooden Boats, interview with Nordic boat builder Jay Smith. And I, first, I want to just comment on your show notes. They're absolutely wonderful. I, I your, your show notes are uh, like a, a minor blog post, if you will, uh, you know, giving lots of good um, information. You've got some bold print to kind of headline certain topics, and then you've got a little, you know, description of each, but you're also including photos inside of your show notes posts. And I would assume that these are photos that are related to the guest that you are interviewing. In fact, I see a picture of Jay working on his masterpiece. Right. Yeah. Those are uh, some of the photos I take on site when I do the interview cliff. And then sometimes the person I interview will provide me with photos or I'll be able to get them off the internet. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I honestly, I have zero interest in wooden boats personally. And, but at the same time, I find myself looking at this and looking at somebody else. And, and I, I'm, again, I'm looking at episode number seven's show notes for anybody who wants to go to hookedonwoodenboats.com and, and just take a look at this for yourself when you have time. But man, the very bottom picture is a picture of somebody's workshop. You know, the, the, and I assume that that's, is that uh, Jay's workshop there? Yeah, that's Jay Smith's workshop. And I'm looking inside of there and it, it gives me a warm feeling inside that Man, I would love to to just go and and do it like a and and here's creative thought number one. Just just here, looking at the show notes of this one, here's a creative idea for income stream. All right, Dan, are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, I got right. my notes ready. Here you go. 
right here, you create, you get together with a J Smith and it doesn't have to be a J Smith, but you, let's just say J Smith would be open to this. And you say, Jay, what I'd love to do is I'd love for you to put on a weekend workshop and we're going to charge three seventy five a person and they're going to come and spend all day Saturday with us. Or maybe it's, you know, $500 and it's going to be, you know, fr- you know, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And we're going to come in here and we're actually going to work with our hands and with wood. And we're going to, to you're going to show us the tools that you're using. You're going to show us a project and give us some hands on experience of things that you can show us how to use these tools. You have your mailing list. And what you do is is you could actually go and shoot video of of the workshop. You can explain it right out of script of your 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 sales pitch, if you will, of of this. And then you talk about it on your show. You send people to a certain website, which you know woodenboatweekend.com. You better go grab that before somebody gets it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know woodenboatweekend like <laughs> woodenboatweekend.com, and all of a sudden you you have this video that talks about this weekend where people can come and get away and and come and and just look at this beautiful workshop and these tools. They're waiting here for you to just get away and unplug from your busy life and really enjoy this craft of wooden boats. Sign up today. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I, I, that's I, I, just one idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good idea, Cliff. I mean, this this guy's building that boat the way that the Nordic people built them a thousand years ago. <laughs> it's just amazing. Let me ask you this. Have you, obviously, I just came up with an idea, and, and literally, I'm not kidding you, that came up to me while we were sitting here and I was flipping through the pictures. So are are you starting to get the idea of of five years from now, just what is possible to you yet? I have started to see there's some good possibilities, Cliff, but really what I'm trying to do is, is stay focused on doing a really good podcast and website for now and building my community. You know, that's a great, that is the, that is the most awesome thing you can do at this point. I do want you to start thinking, though, uh, I, if you don't mind me kind of being a little bit of a coach in this area, is that by all means, don't, you don't, you don't need to start going and, and planning your you know woodenboatweekend.com retreat yet, but um, start writing those ideas down as you have them. You don't need to work on them right away, but one of the things I learned from Dan Miller is as these creative ideas, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. Write those things down. That doesn't mean you need to get to work on them right away. But here's, here's what I am hearing from you is that you would like the opportunity to kind of you know, pursue this as a maybe a career path and to kind of leave the traditional and do this? Or am I, am I understanding that correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would, I, what I would like to do, Cliff, is within five years uh, be able to build this up to provide enough income for me so I could just do it full time. And, and my question to you, I know that this is not your focus right now to build the income at this moment in time, but do you see that as a possibility right now, that in five years from now, your full-time income could, or, or at least a majority of your income could be produced by this, this wooden boat industry? Oh, yeah. I definitely think so, Cliff. Yeah. Good. Definitely. I'm glad, I'm glad that you see that because the potential here, I, I've, and, and this is why I brought you on. This is why I wanted to bring you on first, because I, want, I, I wanted to know if this is something that you really do see. Because if it's something that you do see and you do and you are pursuing actively, I'm asking my audience, everybody out there to even if they are not interested in wooden boats at all, 
anybody who is a skeptic who thinks that it's impossible, you know, without, you know, uh, you know, Leo Laporte can do this because he started with 20 years of radio experience and five years on a cable network television. And, and so when he launched a podcast, he had thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who would be interested right out of the bat. And that's the only reason Leo's successful. And I've even had people tell me, Cliff, the only reason you're successful is because you got so lucky with a lost podcast. And, and you know what? I'm tired of hearing people say that, honestly. But I want to take somebody who's Dan Matson, who has absolutely nothing out there to offer, you know, as far as this massive audience, who's creating hooked on wooden boats, who, how many people downloaded your first episode, let's say within the first week? You know, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't really look at any of the numbers the first week, Cliff. Hey, would you say, uh, would I you just, say less than a hundred? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh Yeah. So, so less than a hundred people listening to that first episode. You, I understand that you're looking at some stats now. You've got you know eleven episodes posted online as we're reaching recording this. How many people have downloaded your show now? Uh, let's see. The month of October, I had uh, eight hundred and fifty downloads. So, I'm sorry, November. So in November, which basically includes what four new episodes that month? Yeah, four episodes. So the approximately, let's just average about 150 to 200 subscribers now for your podcast, which is pretty doggone right. amazing. And you've only been, you've been pu- uh, publishing shows for less than three months and you've already got about 200 right. subscribers to a podcast on wooden boats. And my, my stats show there's people from 40 different countries coming to my website. Here's the cool thing. And I know that this is, is something that's down the road. But man, you build that community. And that's what I love to hear is that you're not already looking at, okay, what are the income streams? What's the what's the business model here? The business model is, event, is, is really, it's starting off by creating great content, spending time focusing on that, honing the craft of creating this content that, that is meaningful to the people who are into wooden boats and actually building community, building relationships. How are you doing that so far? Um, you're saying that your focus is on great building the content, but how are you building the community? What kind of uh, steps are you taking? Well, uh, so yeah, my first focus is to really do a good podcast, keep it between 30 and 60 minutes. And I'm very religious about publishing it every Thursday and letting my listeners know that they can count on that. Uh, and I'm also, I've got a Facebook page now, wooden boat, Dan, facebook.com, wooden boat, Dan, and a Twitter account under wooden boat, Dan also. So I'm doing some things there. And I did set up about two weeks ago, uh, an email subscription button on my sidebars, uh, through MailChimp. So now I'm starting to build a, uh, subscriber list. It's pretty small so far, but I think last week I had five people join that. And I'm being very careful now. Anybody joins, I send them a personal email, say, hey, tell me about the wooden boats you've used over the years. And so I'm starting to get some dialogue going there, which is pretty cool. Very cool. And I'm looking at facebook.com slash wooden boat Dan. Is that you in the sweater there? It is. Yeah. All right. So, so I, I am looking at the right one. I see down here, you've already got 43 people who like the page, which I mean, this is pretty fantastic numbers when you figure you're starting this thing from scratch. So, and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the engagement here. Uh, Wooden Boat Dan, you actually posted something. You posted a video and I'm already seeing one other person has shared it and uh, you're having a conversation back with Dale Schroeder and I, I can see those conversations, those comments coming in, people liking it. Um, this, th- this is amazing. 
This really yeah, it's the, the other thing I'm doing, Cliff, is I've set up some Google alerts uh, for a couple uh, like wooden boats, Nordic boats, Viking ship. And so I get these emails each day and it connects me to, to articles and videos and things. And I can go through there and select the best stuff and post that to my Facebook page or tweet it. And, and you know, that's really working good, too. I mean, I, it's just I'm, I'm having a blast doing this. It's not a hard thing to do. I mean, maybe it's hard to sit down and do the editing kind of stuff, but but it's so much fun that you know I'm in this for the long haul and I'm getting great feedback on it. So yeah, it's I'm in it for a while. Well, then knowing that, um, you know, God willing and health sustained, I I tell everybody listening to this episode right now, subscribe to follow uh, hookedonwoodenboats.com. I am telling you, my friends, this right here has the makings of something that you can follow as an example for you to follow your own passion. And and uh, Dan, I, I think that you're going to do some amazing, wonderful things. I look forward to talking to you when you got your 100th episode, you know, when you've been published in, uh, you know, boat journals and magazines and that you've got the local newspaper doing articles about your events and You've you've been uh, had people fly, you know, inviting to fly you around the world to speak at conventions. Um, these things are all in your future, and I I just see it right now, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing those stories when they've all taken place. So, thank you for the opportunity to share your journey with our community here of podcasters. Yeah, you're very welcome, Cliff. Thanks for having me on the show. It's it's kind of like you going to see Leo Laporte, me coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're in you're in for a pretty wild journey. I, I I know that you're at the beginning of it and big things are in the future. So thanks again, Dan. We'll we'll look forward to following you online and uh, various other things that you'll be doing. All right. Thanks, Cliff. All right, my friends, that's going to do it. Great interview, Dan. I thank you very much for that. I I am so excited about the direction you're heading. I, folks, again, do follow him. Hookedonwoodenboats.com. I really believe you're going to see uh, from... It, it, this is an opportunity to see somebody from the beginning. Start with no subscribers, building it up to a full-time career. I believe that's going to happen with Dan. Just follow his journey. Check it out. My friends, thank you for tuning in. Again, um, if you guys would keep my good friend Barry and his wife Lynn Morgan in your prayers, I would really appreciate that. And, and, And while you're at it, would you tell the world about GodIsBiggerThanCancer.com? Again, GodIsBiggerThanCancer.com. Subscribe to that podcast, leave them a five-star rating, and write them a review. I would I I just want to see this blow up and and just be the biggest thing and an opportunity for for Barry to to use his journey to encourage others. You'll be shocked and amazed at this man's faith and the God that is behind it. So um, I just I just uh, again praying for them and ask you to do the same. Thank you, Pat Flynn, for sharing your wonderful resource, this free plugin post per category. We'll get that out there. Nick, Tony, Cassius, and Marshall, thank you so much for uh, providing your audio-submitted questions as well. And folks, you can call in anytime you want, night or day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's the phone number, 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. 
That's the phone number you can submit your questions to. If you want to, you can record it on your own hardware, software, whatever you got there. And then you can attach your audio submitted question uh, to feedback at podcastanswerman.com. Again, that's feedback at podcastanswerman.com. And uh, we'll get that uh, queued up for a future show. I think that's going to be wrapping it up here for me as far as um, my mastermind group. I've been talking a little bit about. I am working on the details of that. Should have something to announce within the next few weeks. I have more interviews um, scheduled for the Where Are They Now? And if I have, uh, if you have been one of my clients or A to Z students, and you have reached at least ten episodes of your podcast, and you want to be interviewed. Uh, if you've hired me for coaching, consulting, or you've been an A to Z student, contact me, Cliff, at podcastanswerman.com. Let's get you scheduled for a Where Are They Now interview. Highlight what you're doing and how you got there. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to join the community. Join the community.